Grand afternoon, my love bugs. It's 2.48 p.m. Today is August 17th. It's Thursday. And we're going to jump into another energy check-in. Um, on this episode, is going to be for Libra and Libra placements. Don't know if you're divine masculine or feminine. We'll find out in the reading. If it resonates, cool. If it doesn't, please do not force it to fit you. Okay. Um... I see that Libra, I don't know, I could be talking to a feminine, I'm seeing a lot of feminine cards pick up, or maybe not, it could just be talking about your gifts, like your spiritual gifts is strengthening, um, or this could be saying if you're a mother, you're coming off right now as a very strong mother, like, this could be like your spirit team reminding you that you're a very strong mother, a mother figure. Um, you're very nurturing, very loving, very caring. Your kid is well taken care of. Your kid and or kids are well taken care of. There's lots of love in the home. There's like uh, lots of attention, you know? Like you're not lacking anywhere in the mother department is basically what I'm picking up on. Um, if you were waiting for some news, I feel like you may be getting blessed with a new opportunity um, involving maybe like a promotion at work, a new job, a raise. Um, but it's like something. I feel like it could be like the last, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like you're the last pick but it's like they save the best for last i don't know like let's say um let's say you're at work right and they have like flat five slots to fill they have five slots to fill or something like that for work um for you guys to basically like let's say they're given five promotions or something right i feel like what this is saying is here you go baby I feel like what this is saying is basically like, maybe if you like had an interview, you went and talked to the bosses and you're like, man, all the other positions are filled. All your coworkers are like, yeah, I got it. I got the email, whoop, 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 whoop. And you were like on edge thinking maybe you wouldn't get it or whatever. And it was like, damn, there's only one slot left. You're, you got it. Like I said, it's like they saved the best for last. But I feel like when it comes to this promotion, you see, like, it's, it's something where you thought you weren't going to get it or you were underqualified or you were getting a little paranoid about something. But I feel like it's going to work out way better than you expected. Like, they saved the best for last. So I feel like the reason they took so long to tell you or email you about this or whatever situation this could be for you is because it's above and beyond. Like, say everybody else got, like, a $5 raise or something, right? And then it's like for you, you might be able to move into salary or you might be getting the manager position. Everybody else just moved up from regular cashier or something to like shift lead. And then now you're the new manager or you're the general manager and you oversee all of the stores in the immediate region or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm just using that as an example. It could be anything, but it's like, you were really, really nervous about this. You put your best foot forward, and I feel like you did this so that you can, um, you know, make a better life for you and your children, you and your family. I feel like you could be a single mom because I see this card in reverse. You could be a single mother. So, you know, if you're a masculine, you're a Libra, and this doesn't resonate, I'm sorry. Find another placement or, you know, check in next time when we do one of these. But I'm talking to a single mother. Yeah, you put your best best foot forward on whatever it is. And you were thinking, oh, like they overlooked you or, you know, maybe you fucking fucked up on your interview or whatever it is. And it's not even like that. It's like literally 
now you're the general manager. They had to like, they went through all the contestants and stuff and they didn't even tell y'all this type of position was on the chat, you know, like this type of position was even on the roster. It was one of those situations where it's like, we can't just make this person a shift lead. We can't just make this person a regular manager. We need this person to oversee everything. So, yes, yeah, like now your cup overfloweth. Like, oh my God. Like, whoa. You thought you were like, okay, yeah, I'm excited. You're going in the office. Like, yay, okay, finally. They gave me the email. I'm on step number two. Everybody else got their response. Everybody else is now training to become, you know, that new promotion job that they got. But then it's like, you, you're the last one called because they got to tell you, hey, we don't want you to go and boast and brag like everybody else. They know it's the talk of the of the company now. Everybody else is like, yeah, in the break room, like, yeah, I'm the shift lead, yeah, I'm the shift lead. Everybody know how much each other makes. They all make the same amount. But you, you're a general manager. So they might be like, hey, you got different rules. Don't go back and tell them this. You're, you know, you're going to be um, getting your training outside of this building now. You're not going to even be here anymore. You got, you know, 15 stores to now oversee. No, thank you, sir. Please stop it. Yeah. I feel like you had no idea about this. Yeah. It's something about, like, maybe not everybody was creative enough for whatever position or job this is. It's like your creativity came into play. Your natural spunk, your natural um, oozing aura about you. It's like this person got too much charisma to put them in a regular ass you know, they're like, man, we can see this person leading our company to victory. Let them oversee all these stores. That's just one example, but it can be anything. You know what I'm saying? This whole time I see your ancestors like you was picking your brain about this. You was stressing, paranoid, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to be stuck. Everybody else move forward. I'm going to be stuck making minimum wage still. Like, you know, you've been praying for an opportunity to um, move forward. Maybe you're like, man, I really want to get a house. I've been trying to save for a house. I need everything to be fixed on my car. Like, you know, I want to put my kid in a better school system. Like, whatever it is, you were stressing about this. And I feel like um, your spirit team been showing you little snippets here and there, like, even if it's not in dream time, you could have been seeing shit on social media when you're scrolling. And they've been trying to put little tidbits everywhere, but you're, you weren't picking up on it, maybe. Because your brain was so paranoid and crowded with, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. Oh my gosh, this is not going to work. Oh my gosh, what did I do? Da, 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 da. Like, you were just stressing. Your spirit team is giving you this message so you can put an end to this worry and stress. Like, even if this is like, I'm a week ahead of time and you won't know the results until next week. It's just getting you prepared. They want you to enjoy your weekend and not be sitting there stressing about it. Buddha, no, thank you. Mommy don't want to play with that right now. Um, yeah. They're like, please don't stress. Keep doing your thing. You're a great mother. You're a great mother figure. You're doing the best you can. I know, I know I can resonate with that shit. Y'all hear me parenting in the background in this episode. But on these really hot days when we got to be in the same room in front of this fan, <laughs> y'all going to have to make do with it. Y'all can still hear me. This ain't new to anybody that listens to me. You could be like that too, where you juggle everything. You balance everything out. They really admire that about you. Yeah, they're going to give you this offer. And it's crazy because... You were up there making such a big deal about like a, such a small offer. Like, I'll be so excited. I'll be making $5 more. I can put that into my budget. Like, <laughs> you're, it's like, what's that saying? God laughs at our plans. The gods are laughing like, ha ha. This lead replacement, this single mom thought we was going to get him $5 more. You're selling yourself short, kid. Yeah, this is going to definitely... Um, supersede your expectations. I feel like you came from pretty much nothing. You could have came from struggle. You could have came from lack. Could have came from poverty. You know? In your childhood growing up. This is, of course, nobody wants this for their children. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that actually had to live that never wants that for their kids or their future generations. But it's like, you're trying your hardest. 
as a single parent to make sure this happens, you know? And the guys, they admire that. They're like, yeah, we're not about to hand you no chump change, like $5 extra. That's like extra lunch money, bro. And even it's crazy because you're so grateful you was going to make that work. They're like, see, that's why we're giving this to you. Because you was about to make that little chump change work, you feel me? You was like, man, fuck it. That's If that's what I can get. And then, you know, the next time there's a promotion, maybe I'll get five more. You're just like budgeting, you know? They're like, man, no, you're about to really be doing this. Nobody else handed this to you. Nobody ever handed anything to you. I feel like you've always been, uh, you know, out there grinding. You've been a gritter. You got everything out the mud. Everything that you have in your home, your apartment, you pay for it. You you hustled it up. So I feel like you cherish everything you have. You take very good care of all your belongings, your home, your clothes, your kid, everything. Because it's like, man, I remember when I had nothing to my name, you know? You could have remember when you first moved into the place you're in now, and you was on an air mattress with a little TV and a fucking DVD player. You have to grind and make sure you can fit internet and shit into your budget. Now you got it. You have to make sure you can get a dining table. Now y'all got it. Everything, every single thing you worked hard for in your home. Like, if you really look around your home right now, you're like, damn, I do remember when I had to save up for that dining room table. I do remember when I was on the air mattress and I had to save up. I made sure my kid had a bed, but I was still on the air mattress. I had to make sure I got my bread together so I can get a bed. Now, Okay, we're back. I had to cut it because my son was doing too much. So basically what I was saying was everything you have in your home, you can turn around and do a 360 and remember. I remember I had to save up for that. I remember when I have nothing. I remember when I was struggling. I didn't have cable. I didn't have internet. We was watching DVDs. We had to go to the library and get movies. We had to do this and that. So whatever you and your kid went through is literally you got it out the mud on your own every single thing right and i feel like whatever small victories you have you show so much gratitude to that the gods are like we gotta help this person out you never ask for a handout and even when you do pray i feel like your prayers are very um humble you don't ask for much God, I really want a house. I really want a space of my own. You know? I'm tired of neighbors. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. The extra expenses that come along with it. I would really love to have my own home, my own garden. You know? My own backyard lawn for my kids to run around and do their thing. Whatever it is, very humble. You're not asking them for a fucking 16-room, 8-bathroom mansion. You just want something that you can start in with your family and be, you know, be proud of. So I feel like whatever your humble prayers are, they're gonna be answered in a major way. You have beautiful things moving forward. I feel like you don't have anybody at all. Like whoever you are, you're like hella a single mom, like hella, hella, like me. It's just you and your kid. You don't got no friends, no family nobody watching your kid it's just you and your kid literally no grandma no grandpas whether they're still alive or whether they're passed on it's just you and your kid i seen something on tiktok the other day and this lady um she was a millennial i'm a millennial and she was saying that gen x yeah gen x the generation right before so the parents of the millennials how now they don't want to be grandparents they want to be called glamour and all these other nicknames and oh i'm too young to be a grandparent and stuff most of them in their late 40s most of them in their early 50s and stuff like that you know what i'm saying but it's like they don't want to be grandparents it's not like the big mamas and and medias and all these different you know pop pops and them where they used to have their grandkids all the time a lot of them don't barely want to watch the kids and they're like, you know, I got to live my life and stuff. I understand that, you know, 
But at the same time, it's true. They feel like they want to go pop it. Right? So, however, whatever your circumstances is, you don't have anybody to watch your kid. But I feel like you just keep trucking along. But you do have positive movement for it. If you've been praying for a support system, like there's days where you're just like, man, I can't, you can't even afford to be sick. You know what I'm saying? Literally, I feel like you're, you're such a single parent. You can't even afford to be sick. When you're sick, you can't go to work. But it's not just, you can't go to work and you're going to miss money if you don't have sick days and pay time off and all this stuff. But also, if you're sick, who's going to take care of your kid? You can have a migraine. It could be messing with your eyes, but you still got to get up. You still got to play. You still got to help them with homework, get them changed, drive them off, drop them off, pick them up, whatever it is. You can't afford even a sick day. You can't afford anything. You can't afford to have an attitude. You can't afford to have cramps because you still got to be a parent. At the end of the day, you still got to show up. There's nobody else you can lean on and be like, hey, man, I'm not feeling good today. Can you watch the kids? Can I lay down for a little bit? Are you going to work? Okay, cool, because I, I got to miss work right now. I'm really going through this. You don't have any time for any mental breaks, emotional breaks, sick days, vacation days, nothing. It's literally 24-7 on the grind. You have to. And I definitely understand that. Yeah. So if you've been wondering, your spirit team is going to bless you with so much. It's more than this raise or this promotion or this unexpected money or this whatever this is involving your career setting right it's bigger than that they're gonna also bless you with a support system because it takes a village to raise kids right and the thing that i took out of that video from tiktok is i seen a lot of people from gen x came and commented and was having all these excuses as well we have to raise our siblings and y'all and this and that and this and that that's cool that's cute so did millennials I had to watch the girl I call my little sister. I grew up with my whole life. I had to watch her when I was like four or five by myself, in the house by myself. Don't answer the door for any strangers. Don't answer the phone for anybody. Don't let anybody know y'all in the house by yourself. Do the dishes at this age. I have to come inside as a teenager and, and, and cook a full course meal for a three family home as if I'm a spouse of somebody's and I'm just a kid. I'm supposed to be the one just showing up and eating. As a kid, I had to be all that. The first money I started, man, I had to start chipping in bills, paying bills and shit, picking up bills for myself. I didn't have the luxury to just lay around and be a child or just a regular teen. So I feel like that's an excuse. Get that out of here. Gen X and millennials have to do the same thing. That don't mean you don't be a grandparent. That don't mean you don't help. Whatever your situation is, you don't have anybody to help you. You're going to have that. You're going to have a support system moving forward. I don't know how, but they're going to bless you with a support system. First chair. I feel like... um yeah, maybe you had to cut certain people off because they were lying. Um, they could have been money hungry. You could have had to cut off your um, child's father or um, boyfriends, whatever. You don't have anybody, honey. Or you're just not dating because you just feel like, you know, I don't want everybody around my kid. You know, people these days are fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? And you just don't want to jeopardize anything. You don't want your kids to have to heal through anything when they're your age. But I feel like your ancestors and your spirit team really, really, really got you. They just need you to get out of this mental blockade, this mental fog. Because I feel like right now you feel something happening, like energetically. You don't know whether to be paranoid, nervous, excited, happy, scared. It's like so many different emotions because you have no idea what the next few steps are. But they're like asking you to trust them. Like, okay, let's say your ancestors are your grandparents. It's Big Mama and Pop Pop and Grandpa and them and whatever, right? Let's say that is your ancestors, the, your immediate people that passed away, right? Your whole life, they had you. If you ever needed them, they had you, right? So it's like, what would make it any different now? 
what would make it any different now? They're saying, like, if you fall, we always got you. If you need a shoulder to lean on, they always got you. Give me that remote, boy. Thank you. If we, if you fall, we always got you, right? You needed a shoulder to lean on, advice, a place to stay, food to eat. They always had you when they were alive and well, right? So now that they're um, passed on and they're in the heavens, they got even more plug, got even more power. They're closer to God. They're going to be like, hey, God, you know, this is my baby. This is my grandbaby down there. They're doing really good. Can we help them out with this? Yes? Okay, awesome. Let me plan this out so that I can surprise them with this, right? They all hear your prayers. I feel like right now, even though you feel some major change about to happen, it's like they want you to just, like, um, trust them. Like, you know that game... What was it, like a game or like a, I don't know if it was like a game really, but like a trusting technique or I don't know what, like a teamwork building project or you know what I'm talking about. Like when you're at work and you have like a team building project scenario thing going on or school or whatever, and you have to pick a partner and then it was like you would fall and see if they'd catch you. That like team building thing. I don't know what it's called right now. Um... They're asking you to do that. Like, if you, if they were standing behind you right now and you fell, would you think, would you believe that they would catch you? Or you think your ancestors and your spirit team, the gods, anybody you believe in is going to let you fall on your ass and look stupid? That's normally, you pick your partners in those situations, right? You normally pick somebody you trust. You ain't going to pick your enemy because you know your enemy going to, Move their hands when you fall in, let you smack your smack yourself on the ass and laugh at you like, ha, 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 like it's a joke, right? You will never, when you're team building, you will never pick your enemy. You're always going to pick somebody you trust. So they're just asking, like, you know, trusting them with this next major move that's about to happen. Like, they got you. They're never going to let you fall. It might feel like it's something bad coming. But I feel like it's just because it's the unknown, you know? Fear is just, you only are in fear of something because you don't know what's gonna happen, right? Let's say you're in fear of heights. You're in fear of like zip lining or something. The only reason you fear it is because it's unknown territory. But the moment you get the balls to go and zip line, it's like, oh shit, that wasn't even that bad. You know what to expect now, right? So it's basically saying that like the only they're telling you the only reason why you're paranoid about this or you're in fear of this new change that's about to come. That you can feel it around the corner like you can really, really feel it. You might be seeing it in dream time. The only reason why you're in fear of this is because it's the unknown territory. You've never made this much money before. You've never had to be responsible for you know all these people before you're like damn i was just a cashier but since you're showing up and you showed out for yourself in this interview it's like nah this person's the next general manager now you gotta oversee 15 locations within this region but you can do it though because they wouldn't give you the position or whatever this is for you but let's just use that still they wouldn't give you this position if you couldn't do it you know what i'm saying they wouldn't even thought twice. They would have just gave you the little funky five dollars and kept the pushing and started interviewing people outside the company for the general manager. But they seen you, little old you, for this and was like, yeah, this person's perfect for this position. So whatever it is, it's almost like whoever is about to give you this promotion or this upgrade or whatever it is for you and your own personal situation, they feel like you were made for this like this is your life purpose like you're the perfect specimen for this particular thing so i feel like if outside of yourself people can see this it's all about you going within yourself and you seeing it for yourself if that makes sense okay but right now i feel like there's a lot of mental blockades because you just like mentally you don't you don't understand you can't comprehend like why me why not I say this a lot in my other episodes, like, why not you? 
Why, you know, why Sally? Why Bob? Why not you? Whatever the fuck your name is. Why not you? You know that you're good at what you do. You know that you're awesome. You know that you're trustworthy. You know that you're loyal and reliable. So why not you? Why would they give it to somebody else? Over you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to say, start saying why not instead of why me? Why not you? Yeah. I feel like whatever's going on with this, um, you're going to start meeting sincere friends. You're going to start meeting great people. I don't know if this is at work, new business clients, if you're an entrepreneur, like however this goes, you're going to start attracting what you've been manifesting. It's going to just like fall into place. It's like, wow, I got this new business idea going for myself let's say you're an entrepreneur and now somebody wants to sponsor you and they actually legit with it they really want to sponsor you they're not trying to make money off you not trying to pull you to their side or sway you their way so that you're not winning as well they want you to win as well too right and it's like wow shit i'm used to hitting enemies i'm used to everybody fucking me over i'm used to everybody leaving me i'm used to doing it on my own but now I see somebody actually putting their money where their mouth is. It's one thing for people to be like, yeah, I want to work with you. Yeah, this is cool. Let's work together. Da, da, da. It's another thing when they put their money where their mouth is. Here's an advance. Let me show you that I'm not playing. I wouldn't just be handing you money if I wasn't serious about this type of investment. I think your business idea, I think your products, your services is brilliant. I want to be a silent partner. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you're going to start having a lot better days, brighter days. Maybe going out and networking. Let's say you're an artist and you've been trying to get your stuff off the ground. You've been trying to get into a gallery. Right? You're going to have somebody. I see this on TikTok a lot. A lot of artists posting their paintings and drawings and oil paintings and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ceramics, sculptures, all that on tiktok right and then let's say you've been doing little things here and there to get by because this is your passion but you really want to have a art show one day where you can have some high-end people come in like picasso and, and, and um i can't think of his name right now can't think of his name right now but picasso and now and um buy your stuff for thousands now you cashing out maybe you was selling that for a little chump change here and there like oh yeah this will pay my bill now now you see hold on they spent fifty thousand on one painting my shit's huh you know what i'm saying you gotta see what others see in you and yourself and i feel like your spirit team is gonna start putting little things in place for you to see what others see in you and yourself it's like a reflection. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like a reminder, maybe. Like, you're that bitch. You're that dude, whatever. Like, you that motherfucker. You all that and a bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like maybe you're so used to people fucking you over or playing what you playing on your top, mistreating you, misusing you, taking you for granted, that you really forgot how dope you really are at whatever it is you do. So your spirit team is going to go out their way to make sure they align people in your path to remind you coming up how dope you are. Like I said, if it's art, you might have been like, man, I'll be lucky if I get a $1,500 out this art show. And my, meanwhile, you got 50000 plus on one painting. And when that first person... And you know when you're in an art show, they announce, okay, this one just sold for fifty thousand. You're like, damn. Then the other people that came there with money in their pockets gonna start reaching in their pockets too, because they're like, you know what? I want one of these exclusive pieces too. Because once one is off the market, these other rich people in there looking around at each other like, hold on, let me go find my favorite piece for somebody snatch that one up. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some little small reminders of how powerful you really are. How much you really matter. I feel like a lot of this was slowed down for a minute. 
maybe you know it wasn't coming towards you for a minute for whatever reason and i feel like it was kind of affecting your inner child you know it could have affected your inner child and how you felt like say this is your passion say it's not a a a, a promotion at work and a general manager thing and say you're actually following your passions your dreams whatever it is i'm just gonna keep saying art right Say you are really a starving artist, right? But that's your passion. That's what you want to do. It's not the only thing you know how to do. You can have a cubicle job, office, nine to five. You can do that. But I feel like you've always wanted to follow your passions. And say that nobody that you know, your family, your old friends and stuff never supported you. But it's like, okay, that's them. There's other people in the world. There's hella people in this world that will support you. So I feel like those people are going to start being guided to you so you can see it's going to help heal your inner child. Yeah. You could have been feeling like you weren't gifted. You could have been feeling like, man, you know, like, let's say you painted, you you looking at that painting like, man, this shit's ugly. Maybe I am really just drawing and scribbling. Maybe this shit really is just for the birds. Maybe I should apply for a nine to five. And then you start applying and nobody wanted you. And it's not because you're not qualified. It's because that's not your path. Your spirit team's like, yeah, right, no. You go back home and you're emotionally painting and drawing like whatever your feelings you're feeling, you're just putting that on a canvas, right? And then boom, you just post a TikTok about it. And then boom, you in an art gallery now. And then boom, now you got your money. Now you got your big break. You see what I'm saying? But it's like your inner child was going through some wounds, some healing. You know, maybe the people that you grew up around that you expected to have, you know, your back on this. They're like, ain't nobody going to buy them little funky ass paintings. Nobody want to buy that shit. You might as well get a job. You know what I'm saying? But you're going through. You're going through this this phase where you're like, no, nah, man, come on. I know I believe in this, but. I feel like it took so long, it felt like it was slowed down or delayed because there was a lot you had to heal through. You could have had to reparent yourself. You could have raised yourself. You could have been independent and had to raise yourself. But I feel like nobody was ever there to teach you how to um, pour into yourself. Yeah, you know how to do your hair, take a bath, wash clothes, eat, you know, cook food, all that kind of shit. You know how to do all that yourself if you had to raise yourself growing up. But nobody ever was teaching you that you need to also pour love into yourself so that's something you could have been doing recently and i feel like now your spirit team is like okay you you finished that phase now it's time for us to pour into you yeah you're gonna get a big money you're gonna get some big money like these are the type of um, talents that you have people are gonna reach into their pockets and pull out their checkbook and be like man this is filthy. I've never seen a painting like this. I've never seen a sculpture like this. Matter of fact, is there a way you can duplicate this? I wanna I wanna buy one for everybody that I love. I want four or five of them. So my friends can have a, a, a copy of this in their home too. Can you do that? You feel me? Or could you make one just for them? People gonna be reaching into their pockets for your gifts right they might be like shit i like how your um your art gallery situation went in um in seattle i don't know how you feel about coming out to uh, rome we're doing something in rome you could have had somebody you didn't even know that this type of energy was at your art gallery show you just thought it was you know the locals regular little regular people here and there right and then it's like, boom, you had a whole art scout or art talent scout or whatever they want to be called from like another country viewing your stuff. They heard about it. They could have been scouting for new, fresh art and faces. And they came to America to do it. Or they came to a certain city or state. They're from somewhere else. They do this a lot. They're looking for, watch out, Baba. They're looking for, um, new talent, new faces. People that got passion and drive so they can sponsor them. 
They seen your stuff. They seen all the, the good feedback you had. They were at your gallery looking at your stuff. They approach you when everybody else is leaving to give you a card and say, hey, we're having one of these next year or in a few months. You think you can whip up some more paintings and sculptures by then? We'll pay. This is all, what's it called? All access included or all whatever included. I can't think of the shit right now. They pay for your hotel, room and board, the fucking plane ticket. All you got to do is get your passport and go, go and bring your paintings. Matter of fact, they'll ship you the money or whatever so you can ship it out there. And the paintings already be out there before you're out there so they can set it up. You just come, you get dressed nice. You got a hotel, room and board. You're in a whole nother country or a whole nother city and state. And now you're showing yourself to even more big wig people. You never know. But I feel like your spirit team is going to show you, like, this is how filthy you are. This is how talented you are. They're going to show you better than they could tell you. I'm going to pause it here. Okay, we're back. The crazy part is, um, my son's in here watching this little show called Dr. Panda. I don't know. This is his favorite little show now. And, um, well, one of them. And they're just talking about painting. So for somebody in particular, it is your art, your physical art, sculpting, painting, um, oil paintings, whatever that is that you do that has to do with like actually creating art. It's something to do with that. That's a confirmation because they literally talking about it in the background. I didn't even notice it until I paused. Yeah, I feel like you're going to feel like it's a brand new day. Like, wow, you can breathe again. Like, you can actually enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? You can actually live life. I feel like you thought whatever this talent is of yours, that, oh, man, I'll only be able to make money off that when pigs fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it ain't going to happen no time soon. I don't think you really looked at this talent like as serious as you thought you're like oh yeah they're cool like maybe you got art pieces of yours that you're proud of you got around your house god bless you baby that you got around your house you know you might got it blown up you might think they're cool and stuff you might have a couple people that you made pictures for and stuff but i feel like you never made big money off of it god bless you baby yeah but now it's like it's going to give you a new outlook on everything. Honestly, it's like the stuff you're going to make. Like, let's say right now, you're like, no, I ain't got time to be sitting down and painting. Like, you know how, but maybe you don't have time. I understand. Like, obviously, y'all see me getting this podcast done while I'm still in the room watching my son, making sure he don't do nothing crazy. Got to edit some stuff out because he be tripping. Right? So maybe you got your hands full. You're like, I ain't got time to sit down and draw anymore. But I feel like soon you will. Soon you will have that time to sit down and draw and paint and sculpt or whatever it is that you do. For somebody in particular, though, it definitely is painting. You're like, man, I just be, you know, I just smoke, listen to music and vibe and just paint. You don't be thinking nothing of it. You don't be thinking it's all that in a bag of chips or nothing. But I feel like. Like I said, your spirit team is going to show you. Yes, it is. You're dope. Let me show you better than we can tell you. They're telling you through me, but I feel like you're going to see this shit. And that's going to open up a whole can of, like, inspiration. Like, oh, my God. How much on what? This was just some shit I did in 15 minutes to just slap some paint up here. I didn't think it was that real. But now it's like, Wow. Now you're going to get inspired and you might be painting 10 times more than you're painting before. Drawing 10 times more than you're drawing before. You might be like, man, I was up here, you know, working nine to five, hustling and bustling, 12 hours, 16 hour shifts, sweating my ass off, my feet hurt. You know, I got the fancy work shoes on, that shit still ain't working. Meanwhile, you can sit in your underwear, chill, listen to music and paint. And that shit can make you more than fucking 
half a year, you know, like let's say you make a hundred thousand a year or something. You might have for that by one painting. Got fifty thousand for one fucking picture. You up in this motherfucker like, let me paint everything there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like what? You made more than you made in half a year working at anybody's job with one picture. This is going to spark something. Your inner child is going to be like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do this. This is so cool. So now it's like, you're just going to be pumping them out. This is crazy. Yeah, that's his name, Basquiat. I was like, what's his name? Picasso, Picasso Basquiat, like the person that made Mona Lisa. It's like, you're going to have the, you know, the woman with the pearl earring. You're going to have like, um... Is it legends is the word I'm looking for? Or like, I don't know if it's the word legends I'm looking for. 333 on the clock. That's the angel number. Look it up. I don't know if the word I'm looking for is legends or just like historical values to certain paintings. Like there's so many replicas of Mona Lisa, but there's that one. There's so many replicas of the lady with the pearl earring, but there's that one. And the fact that we know the paintings by the name it's crazy still to this day. You know how long ago the Mona Lisa and shit was painted? To this day, we still know the name. It's like that. Whatever you name this painting, everybody gonna know about this. Yeah, but you're not gonna have to do this on your own. You're like, man, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. I ain't even got the money to do this. I ain't even got this and that. It's all gonna be worked out for you. Yeah, this is crazy. I feel like before, like, your passions, you could have felt like, I don't know, it's not, I feel like it's like this gift you have, this skill you have, um, it's something that's like, you know, once you know how to drive a car, you always know how to drive a car. It's like, it's like second nature. It's like breathing. You're never going to lose this skill, but it's like you haven't used it in so long. I don't want to say that you're... Um, losing your talent? No, it's just like, shit, I haven't used it so long, I forgot I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I don't remember the last time I ordered paintbrushes and shit. I don't remember the last time I got oil paintings and stuff. I don't remember the last time I bought a canvas and sat down and did this. You know what I'm saying? But you never lose the skill. You can all always polish up on it and practice some more and make it doper. But I feel like you never lost the skill it just hasn't been tapped into it's something you just haven't tapped into in a long time but it's so powerful you know those paintings that like you be at a museum and it's like people be really sitting around it having a debate like what did you what do you think this artist meant when they painted this you know they be sipping their little wine and champagne they kept going around like how does this make you feel like, man, I feel like the artist meant this. Or I feel like the artist meant that. Or da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know? It's like your art is, like, gonna move people. It's so powerful. I don't know how else to explain it. But it's like, it's not even your words. It's not something you're saying. It's not something you're physically doing. It's just something you're putting on a canvas. Literally, I feel like I'm talking to an artist. Yeah. But yeah, they want you to know you can't lose this gift. This is, like I said, it's like breathing. It's like walking. It's like talking. Second nature. Once you know how to do it as a kid, it's always going to be there. Hey, Baba. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Too much. No, Mommy don't want all your toys. But thank you, though. No. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like right now... When you get back into it, whenever you have that quiet time, you know, maybe you might have um, extra time to do these things. I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to say it again. No, thank you. Maybe you might have some quiet time to get back into this, right? And it's like you haven't touched on it in so long that you forgot, right? But I feel like once that paintbrush hits that canvas... Okay, or once you start sculpting and you get that clay and you start doing your thing, I feel like it's going to take off and you're going to be pumping out so much. It's like 
you start off tippy toeing like, ooh, oh, I forgot. Ooh, da da da. How do I mix colors again? Boop, 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 boop. How do I make it look smooth? Blah, blah, blah. And then once you get the hang of it, it's like you take off running. It's like you start tippy toeing. It's like you were crawling. You get up, you start tippy toeing, and now you're taking off running with this. A lot of your ideas you're going to get may come from your dream time or things you see in visions. And it's like, oh my God, like, bro, like, it's going to, like, surprise the fuck out of people because it's like, maybe they seen it. Maybe they seen it in their own dream time. I hope y'all didn't hear him doing all this in the background with his toys. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Single mom shit. <laughs> but maybe the stuff that you see in other realms and dreams and visions is something you end up painting and it trips people out because maybe they seen something similar you know it's like some you got like some surreal like celestial art it's like what the fuck how did this artist know that i seen this in my dream because y'all had a similar vision, but you put it out there and you painted it. So now this person is like, that's the closest thing to what I've seen in my dream two years ago. I need that in my house. It's something like that. It's like the way you view the world, not everybody else sees it, but you may paint the world the way you see it or the way you see it in dream times or visions or the way you envision it to be. I don't know, but it's like miracles. I don't know. It's like, it's straight from the dome though. Like, I feel like it's some type of trance you go in. It's literally a gift. It's crazy because there's this lady on TikTok. This is older white lady on TikTok. She's filthy. She got on live once. And I, every time she gets on, oh, no, she got on live once. But sometimes I come across her stuff. She's filthy. She's, um, she's a sketch artist. But she draws what she sees in her mind side. So the same way I'm a medium, she's a medium. I can channel people's ancestors and talk to them and tell them messages. She does the same thing, but she can literally see them. And she's so quick at drawing them. She can draw your grandpa. So like, let's say me and her had a reading or something. I'll be talking to her. She'll be giving me messages from my grandpa. And when she's done, she'll show me, is this what he looked like? And I'll be my papa, right? It's like something like that, like... In your mind's eye, you see certain things in certain ways. You're going to paint that, draw that, sculpt it, whatever. And it's going to touch so many people because it's like we all are connected. We are all one. But it's like they don't know how to do that. They don't got that talent you have. Whatever it is you're going to do, there's not even a, a role for this. You know, that's why I don't even know what to call it. There's not a position, a role, a, a job title. A description that has ever been created for the stuff you're about to do. You might trademark that bitch and call it whatever you want to call it. But it's going to help you move forward. And it's going to bring you so much money. People are going to be like, oh my gosh. Like, you might even have like an online catalog. Where every time you paint something, you might just post it online. And it might be a one of one. And it's like, people are knowing, oh my god. Every Thursday, my favorite artists, they got this website. They post their canvases, their sculptures on there every Thursday. And they be like, ooh, Thursday at midnight. They know you're going to post your shit. Before you even finish clicking upload, they already placing their bids on it. And the highest bidder gets it. And then you ship it to them. I don't know. But it's like, they're going to love it. It's going to bring you so much money. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> I can literally sit at home in my underwear and paint. <laughs> And do this. Yeah, so don't be afraid of the next steps. I feel your next steps are so beautiful. This is, like, fun. Like, out of all the readings I did were, like, messy-ass readings and all this drama and shit like that with these energy check-ins. But this one's fun. You're going to have fun. I feel like you're such an artist naturally. You even dress creatively. The bags you wear, the dresses, the skirts, the sweaters, your hairstyle, the hair colors, your piercings, earrings, bracelets, bangles. Everything is creative. It's like you could have on the same shirt as somebody else from the mall, but you wore it completely different. They would have never thought to wear it like that. 
you might notice that people steal your style, your lingo, your hairstyle, your haircut, the color, all the time because you're a trendsetter. But you're going to be trendsetting something that nobody else can do when it comes to this art. They can do their own form, but it's like, I'm telling you, you're going to get bread. Like, people going to be competing for your shit. It's going to be like eBay almost. You know, like eBay, you place bids and they be like, all right, this bid is going to be open for like three days. And the highest bidder gets it and they're just bidding, bidding, bidding. People are going to be stressing out, dog. <laughs> it's like, say you painted a picture and you posted it Thursday at midnight. And they got, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They got till Sunday. Sunday, the the, the bidding closes. Sunday at midnight, the bidding closes, right? People are up all night. They get dings and notifications on their phone, like, ding, somebody, they just bet 500. Somebody else bet 100, you know, uh, 1,500. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else bet 3,000. Now somebody else bet 5,000. It's like, oh, my God, no. Do I have more? Babe, how much we have in our account? I need this painting. Like, we still have this much time. Like, no, you can't tell me I'm going to lose this painting. And it's a one of one. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have people sweating, brick stressing about getting your shit. You're going to be like, man, I made that shit in 20 minutes. You know, if you are if you are a stoner, man, I got high and I just drew that real quick. It was nothing. Yeah. This is crazy. You might paint experiences this kind of reminds me of um i was about to watch that movie and i'm probably gonna watch it today now that i'm talking about it but i think it's called hey stop it i think it's called i think it's called um really love i was gonna watch it because it has my boo in there his fine ass um kofi the dude from um queen sugar with his fine ass I don't remember his last name. I don't know how to say it. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Kofi. But he's from Queen Sugar. He's on it. It's called Really Love. And he was an artist, struggling artist. And then he started making it big. And I think he kept trying to find his voice in paintings. Like, when it comes to paintings, you got to find your niche, right? Anybody can paint this and that. And you'll see that if you watch that movie, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like... They're like, no, find your voice with it. Find your voice with it. Anybody can paint this. Anybody can paint that. And then when he finally really did it, he painted somebody, um, this woman he fell in love with, his ex-girlfriend. He painted um, her. And it was like in her um, most sensual, sexual energy. He painted it and it was fire. It took him off. Now he's doing art shows everywhere, right? But it's like, so I don't know if it's like you're going to be inspired by that. I don't know what it is. But I feel like, you know, you have a whole audience of people waiting for you. And I feel like once you get into this field, you're not going to want to leave this field. It's going to be something where it's like, maybe you do other things. I'm going to pause it here. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I have a lot going on with this little boy. But anyways, um, let's say you got into this field and you had other things. Like you probably had like, oh, yeah, I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be this, 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 this. But it's like this might be something that you're truly passionate about. And then when you start seeing how much money it can make you, you might get even more passionate about it. So let's say you were um, doing something before. Like maybe you're like, oh, yeah, I want to be an influencer or... I wanted to be a, I don't fucking know, like photographer or whatever. I don't know. And then this painting really take off. And then it's like, you know, you were juggling all these other things. And now you're like, man, I'm going to let this occupy all my time. You know what I'm saying? So it could be something like that where it's like, I don't want to leave this field. I really like this. You know? I feel like people are going to be, um, you're going to be like the talk of the town. The talk of everywhere. Everybody's going to know your name. Like... That's an exclusive Basquiat piece. They know that's Basquiat. You know what I'm saying? They know that's Picasso's work. They know that's Da Vinci, right? They know that, right? So it's like, 
these are the type of names that these people are all dead and gone and they their names their art still lives on it's a certain type of art that's a exclusive Frida Kahlo you know it's like their name still lives on um I don't know this could have been something you're manifesting too but you are gonna have a family you are gonna have maybe a blended family or somebody you start a family with um you are gonna have love I feel like it's going to be at, at, at some point, like, you're going to be so big. It's like, imagine being alive or being around when these big artists were people. Like, you know, people didn't think Picasso's shit was going to be so big. They thought he was just making random stuff. But look at this shit now. And then imagine being alive around those times and being like, man, I got to talk to Picasso. I got to meet Basquiat. He's cool. I had a conversation with him. People are going to be so in awe, like, oh, my God, that's my favorite artist. They're at fucking Walmart. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's like you're going to be a celebrity just based off your creativity, you know? Yeah. But I feel like right now you just need some me time. Like, you could be like me. Shit, like, y'all can hear in the background a lot going on. I got to keep pausing it because a lot going on. I don't have any me time. You're going to have that me time. And I feel like it's going to be more than just relaxing and pampering and stuff. You're going to actually have time to get back into your passions because I feel like they're still there. It's not something you hate doing. It's not something that feels like a chore or it feels like a job. It's something that you actually find peace and relaxation in that you may feel like this is your form of meditation. You turn on some music and you do your thing. Like I said, if you smoke, you're smoking. If you drink a little wine and sip a little bit, and get to your shit. That's what you do. That's your meditation. That's fun to you. And you get to paint some cute stuff. You do your thing. But I feel like right now you've been waiting on a lot of things. And it's like maybe everything might be coming to you at once. So that is probably. Yeah, that is for sure. And this card says yes. That is for sure why you feel overwhelmed and scared. Because it's like everything's happening at once. But I promise you. I promise you, it's going to be a good change, okay? No matter what it looks or feels like, it's going to be good for you. I can't say it's going to be good for everybody, but for you, for sure, that's resonated with it, it's going to be great for you. I feel like if you're ready, you've been telling your spirit team, like, I'm ready. Give me my stuff. Don't be like, if they're like, okay, you ready? You ready now? You ready to get everything? We've been saying that we got all this stuff coming for you. We're going to hand everything to you at once. Don't be like, uh, ooh, I think so. I think I'm ready now. No, you've been saying I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. You've been crying, you've been pleading. Please, any day now. Is it today? Is it next month? Is it next year? Like, when? They're like, now, motherfucker. It's coming in now. Like, don't be scared now. <laughs> yeah. They want you to know, you know, sorry for the wait. Ain't that an album? That is an album. I love me some Wayne. I'm going to meet him one day for sure. I'm going to meet me some way. He's always been my hero since back in the day when he first started rapping as a kid. He's been my hero because we from the same place. But Sorry for the Wait could be significant for some reason. Go listen to it, download it, play it. But I feel like, okay, with Sorry for the Wait, that's his mixtape. I think he was working on, maybe was it the Carter 3 or... He might have been working on the Carter 3. I don't remember. That was a while ago. I was like a teenager. But he was working on a project. And it took forever. It was taking forever. He wanted to perfect it. And in the meantime, in between time, because Wayne is so dope, he made a mixtape and dropped it. And it was called Sorry for the Wait. And it still has some dope-ass songs on it. But it was just in the meantime, in between time, to keep his fans preoccupied while he finishes working on the Carter 3, I believe. So it's like... Go listen to that. That might help. That might give you some messages in those songs. But I feel like right now, it's like you don't know. You can't see what's in front of you. So the big change is fear because it's like, oh, my God, what to expect? But I feel like they're here to tell you everything's going to work out in your favor. You have nothing but good karma, good fortunes, good dharma coming towards you. Okay, so shake those nerves off. Find some balance chill breathe you know take a deep breath it's gonna all work out in your favor i promise you i would never lie to anybody you know none of my readings am i over exaggerating or lying on anything even the bullshit the drama i'm seeing what i see in the cards and what i see is great for you okay 
single moms. <laughs> we here. I resonate. I feel you. I understand. You're going to have time for yourself. You're going to have time to create. You're going to have time for your kid and or kids. You're going to have time to balance everything. You're going to have a support system. You're going to have a village. You're going to have people that help you. Okay. You're going to be great. If you felt like, damn, I can never be great. You're going to be great. All your prayers were heard. They're being answered all at once. So it's kind of like a big ass boom is going to go off. And it's like boom, 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 all this stuff. It felt like you were in such a stagnant period for so long, but everything's going to be answered at once. So don't get overwhelmed. Don't pass out. But just understand this is what you're feeling and understand I can see what's to come for you. And there's nothing bad in your in your future. OK, at all. Nothing but great things and lots of money. Lots and lots of money and support. I love you, Libra and Libra placements. If you're a masculine and this resonates, that's cool. But I feel like I'm really talking to a single mom. But I mean, shit, if you're a single dad and this resonates, hey, you know what I'm saying? That shoe's fitting you, you know? I love you guys. Take care and congratulations on your new life. Peace.